You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West, and I am now entered TikTok. Uh, my username is at ashdavy underscore, and that's A-S-H-D-A-V-I underscore. So if you're interested in getting even more real-time updates on my dating life and other things happening across the country, please check that out too, um, in addition to keep on listening to this podcast. I'm super excited to have you all back for the rest of season two. I have a lot of great episodes in store, if I do say so myself, and we are going to be switching to bi-weekly episodes instead of weekly just to give give you all some time to really enjoy each episode um, within those two weeks, so wanted to share that really quick, but it's been a couple months um, since the last episode with my mid-season reflections, and a few things have happened, and again, I posted some videos on my TikTok if you are interested interested in getting that, but I did say I was going to go off the dating apps and obviously lied because every time I leave them, I somehow end up back on them. So I went back onto Bumble and Hinge and surprisingly was having some good luck with Hinge, Um, was getting some matches with guys I actually found attractive, was having some decent conversation. And I will be the first to admit that I'm an asshole and just got to a point where I was like in the middle of like 10 different conversations and just got super overwhelmed um, and kind of stopped replying just because I got really busy. So I have on my to-do list to follow up with all of these guys. So um, I apologize into the universe to all of them um but that was my hinge fail so I feel like that's probably gonna bite me karma in the ass at some point and um bumble though I'm still not having any luck um I think I guess I just suck at like openers like you know I really try to read the profile and send the guy something to make them engaged and want to talk to me but it just they either don't respond or they respond once and I'm kind of like left in their queue um, almost like a perfectly curated like Instagram but a bumble queue just to like be there and exist I don't know that's kind of like how I picture it especially being in LA But of course, as soon as I get on Bumble, I immediately make a mistake. I was messaging two guys, and again, I was shocked they replied. And one of them, his profile was talking about how he really liked Batman. He had like a goal to be in a Batman movie one day. So I was like, oh, like what character would you play? I messaged another guy, and in his profile, it was talking about uh, museums. Like he liked museums. So I was like, oh, it's your favorite museum. I don't know. Maybe my openers do suck, actually. Um, but anyways, I just saw one reply back that said, oh, definitely Sam. So when I saw Sam, I just like figured it was a name of a person, like a character. And I was like, oh, like that's weird. And I figured like it was someone in Batman I hadn't heard of. So I'm literally Googling like Sam, like Sam and Batman, like this mystery character. And he ends up being real. He like marries Barbara um, and is like in the political sphere in Gotham City. So this guy exists. I'm like, wow, that's like very like interesting. I was not expecting that answer. So I reply back and was like, oh, interesting. Like, why did you pick that character? Thought you'd say Batman and (laughs) did not read the conversation. And the guy replies and was like, "Uh, what are you talking about? Sam stands for Seattle Art Museum. So 
that was a fuck up moment. <laughs> was pretty embarrassed about that. Um, of course, he was the more attractive one. And I tried like remedying it. I was just like upfront and honest and was like, I'm sorry, I like, screwed up my conversations. And he was not pleased and basically was upset that I mixed him up with quote Batman boy. So that got killed. In the interim, though, the Batman guy did reply that his favorite character, as expected, is Batman. And I just let that sit because I had so much shame from how that all went down. So that's what's been happening with my life in dating apps. Um, so I'm back to taking a break, but I'm a little more open to it now. I feel like I've like cracked some sort of code or like adjusted my profile the right way. Um, I haven't added any audio yet. I have come across some pretty entertaining ones. Um, so that at the very least is interesting to check out on Hinge at least. So yeah, that's what's going on with me there. And I do have one other story to share. I went away to Big Bear for my friend's birthday and it was a big group of us like rented a house. We weren't doing, I mean, we were like having fun and partying, but at the house, like we weren't going out. We just wanted to hang with each other and celebrate the birth of my friend. Um, actually, it was Holly who was on our Vegas episode. So uh, if you haven't listened to that, definitely check it out. But she was walking her dog in a bathrobe, as one does on their birthday, and ran into some dude on the street who was staying in a house down the road with a bunch of other dudes and ended up, long story short, that he came over later that night with his like nine other friends. So we're all like hanging out and partying. This is a mix of guys and girls, by the way. There's only like a couple single girls in the group, including myself. And like these 10 dudes like walk into the house and we're all kind of like, oh, like, all right, like no girls in their group, like just broing out fine. They were pretty nice, you know, like they live in San Diego. Um, but they just we like had this movie theater in our Airbnb rental and we were just like all sitting there like watching like the circle or circle music videos and like not really engaging with them that much at all. And they were like having the time of their lives. And I was just shook at the situation because I was like, there's like 10 dudes here in a house that's also like half guys and they're just having the time of their life. They're just sitting watching music videos, like kind of in silence, like no one's really talking to each other. I was like, why are they here? Like, why do they want to be here? Like, I don't understand. Like, it was the most like bizarre thing. And we just like, it was interesting, I guess. So Anyways, we're like, okay, like we're done with the situation. So uh, my friend told them we were winding down. It was time to go. And on their way out, I was saying how I'm going to an event in San Diego next month that actually a guy I met in Big Bear the last time I had invited me to, um, LOL, and see if I run into him there. But um, on my way out, this guy was like, oh, like I'm going to be there too. Like, let me get your Instagram. Maybe we can like connect and like I'm having a pregame, whatever. And I was like, sure. Seems harmless. No big deal. I give him my Instagram and like out of the blue, this dude is like, oh, so yeah, I'm from Tennessee. And once I went on a date with my cousin <laughs> and we were all just sitting there like, I'm sorry, what? What did you say? You what? What? Like, and he's like, no, 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 like not like an actual date, but like she needed an escort to an event and I just went with her so she wouldn't go alone. And I think he was trying to show that he's like a gentleman and like nice, like he was helping his like cousin out, but also like nobody, it was just so random. Like it was just like out of the blue. I don't know why you would offer up in that information, especially in that way that you like went on a date with your cousin 
as you're leaving the house and after you got this like a girl's Instagram, it was so strange. And then he's like leaves. He's like DMing me. He like wants trying to get me to come over. And I was like, oh my God, like this is not what I wanted. I was duped. I was fooled. I was bamboozled, as Ja Rule would say. So that was probably one of the most interesting things that happened over the weekend. Um, he, yeah, he was an interesting guy. So we'll see what happens next month if I run into them. But those are all of my major updates um, involving men. I, I was back in Philly for a little bit, but just hung out with my friends, um, was like busy working, so didn't have too much time to do other stuff. But I think the, those two stories are the highlights. If anything else comes to mind, I'll be sure to share it later. But back to the podcast. So this week, I am super excited because I have my friend Lo on talking about Austin, Texas. And Austin is one of my favorite cities ever like in the U.S. but also like ever so this episode gets pretty nostalgic for me I've been there like I don't know like three or four times at this point I had a friend that lived there so part of it was me going to visit her part of it's just my love for the city and you'll hear like how I ended up going there in the episode but it's just a it's just a really fun place it's, it's a good time it's kind of unexpected because at least for myself when I think of like Texas I don't you know, I think there's a kind of a stereotype when you think of Texas. And I know um, Amy in our Houston episode dives into that a little bit, the dynamic between Houston, Dallas, and Austin. But Austin's just very progressive. It's a lot more liberal. It's a huge party city. Like there's lots of bachelor and bachelorette parties. There's people from all over the world. They're like, I met like people from Australia and stuff. And everyone's really attractive. So that's a plus. But I know it's been changing over the past few years because it's getting more popular. People are realizing how fun it is, especially people from California because it's it's only a couple hours away by um, plane. So a lot of Californians are moving there. Like the tech is booming there. Startups have always been a thing. So it's it's definitely been getting more gentrified, which we'll talk about as well. But um, Lowe is originally from Orange County. I met her through a mutual friend in Long Beach. Um, she currently lives in the area, um, but she lived in Austin for a couple of years and in the service industry, definitely had a very um, probably quintessential Austin experience and her stories are insane. So definitely stay tuned through the whole thing. It's like one after another um, and how she got there is really interesting as well. So let's dive into it. Lauren, how is your day? I know we're both having a very wonky day. So how how has yours been? <laughs> this is the highlight of my day right now. <laughs> this is my first time being on a podcast. I'm super excited. And, you know, now I'm home with my cat, drinking wine, not driving around with a nail in my tire. So we are on the up and up right now. Oh my god. Well, that sounds fun. I'm really sorry you got a nail in your tire, though. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like uh, Mercury retrograde happened, and it's like in full swing. Like first we had the tsunami advisory. For me today, it's just been like one thing after another, like all just stupid things. Like I was sit sitting at the doctor for an hour, like waiting for allergy shots. And then I like spilled pasta sauce all over my shirt. And then I couldn't like get the sauce out. And then I spilled my detergent over the floor. 
and then I wiped it oh, off what? and then I spilled it again. And it's just like, like one of those days, you know what I mean? Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What color was the pasta sauce? Red on a white shirt. <laughs> oh, stop it. That's too... <laughs> I know. I have to tell you the funniest thing. Um, the general manager at the venue that I work at, she walks into my office and she looks at me and she told me, that my hair color looks like the color of <laughs> Chef Boyardee's ravioli sauce. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> how would you, like, what? Is that like a compliment? Like, how? But I said, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's an interesting descriptor for sure. <laughs> I haven't eaten Chef Boyardee in like 17 years. I don't know what the hell you're talking about and she's like no it's the exact color I'm like thank you I know you guys can't see me but I do have like you know a nice light coppery red almost strawberry blonde thing going on for me so it didn't feel like a compliment but I'm tempted to just buy a can at the store just to see what the hell she's talking about yeah like I was gonna tell you that I really liked your hair color I would definitely not describe <laughs> it as Chef Boyardee that's like all chemicals like that's what I think of when I think of Chef Boyardee like what I don't think I would look at anybody and describe their appearance at all in terms of Chef Boyardee <laughs> no no that's just disgusting like oh <laughs> Anyway, sorry about your pasta sauce mishap. Uh, I had a nail in my tire, but <laughs> here we are, and we're going to have a great time chatting tonight. So <laughs> Yes, yes. I am so excited to have you on. Um, so you're from Orange County originally, but you moved out to Austin, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I personally love Austin. I'm obsessed with that city. The goal of mine is to make a lot of money one day to have a place in Austin, like one of my like... <laughs> bougie goals <laughs> I have other goals All but right. that's like something I want to achieve just because I love it there so much <laughs> um but what brought you out there originally like why did you like why did you move out to Austin that's a great question and the story about me moving out to Austin just is gonna set the tone for this so beautifully and it's a hilarious story so I am from Orange County I didn't move away for college I stayed local so I kind of got that feeling when I graduated college I'm like I never have moved anywhere. Let's change that. I've lived in the same place my whole life. I'm like 22. Like I need to, you know, have a change. So it just so happened that one of my friends that I had known for a few years did live in Austin for a short time. And so the funniest part was that when I went to visit him, because I was like, I've never been to Texas. I'm going to go visit my friend in Austin. I was 20 years old. I could not even drink, but I decided to spend my spring break in Austin visiting him. And so when I got there, I was just like, wow, this vibe is so cool. I can totally see myself living here. Like, I just love the whole, I don't know the whole scene that they have going on here. Like, I, you know, I want to be here. So then after I came back from that trip, I was just so dead set on moving there. Like nothing was going to stop me. If I had to work three jobs to save up the money to do so, I just did it. So I was working at this dive bar in Orange County at the time, um, leading up to when I graduated college. And we had a regular <laughs> at this dive bar that I worked at. And we called him 
Okay, sorry if we're not doing names. But anyway, he came in every single night at last <laughs> last call. Got the same set of drinks. And um, it was kind of what Cheers Bar, like family-owned kind of Cheers Bar. <laughs> and he had, I guess, some airline miles to spare. So, you know, moving across state lines is kind of a different experience than just kind of moving locally. So you want to, like, you know, have a better idea of scoping out a job and an apartment for when you do move there. So I decided that before I was going to like drive across the country and move there, that I was going to fly there, kind of look at what area I wanted to live in and, you know, try to find a place and a job, which I was working in the service industry. So finding another serving job is probably a little bit easier. So this regular bought me and a bartender our flights to just go to Austin and spend a week there. Stop. Wait, can I ask, yes. like, was he older? Like, did he have the money to spare? Like, what? That's amazing. But my, my questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, he, I'm, this is a very family-owned bar. Like, this brother and sister owned it, and then their sons are the bartenders. And this guy, he managed a movie theater like down the street and so every single night he caught he like snuck in right <laughs> right at the last part of the night that you could legally serve alcohol and just had them lined up for him every single night and then like would stay while we closed the bar and one of the bartenders would drive him home <laughs> oh my god yes so this guy decided to sponsor my pre-trip if you will to move to austin because he was just so excited for me oh my god where are more of these people i want to find them (laughs) (laughs) um so this bartender accompanied me on the trip and i'm like yeah that sounds like a lot of fun it's a fun city come check it out with me and so we just spend a week gallivanting around austin i actually set up some job interviews um to happen the week that i was going to be there um so that i was just setting myself up so that when i move there i just like move into my apartment i start my job and then i just go from there because i did not know a single soul when i moved there the friend that i visited happened to have moved on to live in a different place by the time that I actually got around to living there. So I literally moved my whole life there not knowing a single soul. So it was super nice of this regular to sponsor my trip uh, (laughs) with one of my bartender friends from the bar that I worked at. And so we just got to spend a week there. And so, (laughs) you know, I'm already in the headspace like, okay, I'm definitely moving here. I'm just trying to, you know, get a job locked in and, you know, find an apartment and then I'll be good for when I drive my car from California to Texas. And so one night we'd go out on 6th Street, 36, with, I know you said you've been out there before, right? Yes, it's my favorite place ever. (laughs) Yeah, for fun. (laughs) So there's this cool kind of like double-decker two-story bar called Maggie Mays. (laughs) Yes. I've had some times at Maggie Mays upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) So the time that I had. (laughs) Um, So we're out. It was open mic night. So, you know, anyone can just sign up and, you know, perform like acoustic guitar or whatever. And so I just start chatting with this guy. 
and we just like have this rapport this like sassiness this kind of like connection and we're just like shooting the shit and I'm like yeah I'm like moving here in like a couple of weeks he was like what no way and I was like yeah you know like you know I think I have this job locked in but my apartment's not gonna be ready until a couple of weeks after that and uh, by the end of the night he was just like well you know like you can stay with me if you need to oh my god <laughs> and for me like being from California I think that you were not as trusting of people as when you're in other parts of the country, you're like, you know, specifically like the South or the Midwest where people don't have to lock their cars every time throughout the gas station or any second that you leave it really. It's, it's really a different culture. So that's what's so funny about the shift from being a Californian in Texas, which you learn very quickly when you're there to not tell people that you're from California because you get judged very harshly for it. Which is funny because I feel like so many people from LA area at least are like moving to Austin as of recent. Yes. And there's a lot of people here from Austin. I feel like, like I've met like a decent amount actually. Yeah. They find that encapsulating the Austin vibe, you kind of find some sister cities, some cities that have the same kind of characteristics to it. But, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, this is cool. I have a job waiting for me. I picked my apartment that I'm going to move in and I might have some dick waiting for me too. And I'm moving. <laughs> this is, this is like a package deal. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, how did this happen? It was so wild. And all on a sponsored trip. <laughs> yes. Yes. We exchanged numbers and, uh, you know, I I can't remember the time frame that was in between when I flew home and then when I road tripped there, like a week and a half, two weeks tops. So, <laughs> so I arrived there, and I did. I crashed at his apartment. This person that I met one night at a bar because it was literally like I got a job that was starting at the move date that I told them but the apartment needed like two weeks before they could let me move in. And <laughs> so funny, he told me, yeah, I, I didn't think that you were actually serious. You know, so many people just say that they're going to move here and then they don't. And I'm like, no, that's literally <laughs> what this trip was for. <laughs> like, I was really planning on moving here. So I don't know, you know, I, I was younger at the time, but I did like stay in his apartment, which meant I didn't, it wasn't a spare bedroom or anything. I literally had to like stay in his room with him, like put my, oh my God. In, like, you know, oh, um, wow. and he had one room <laughs> and the roommate actually worked at Maggie Mae's, the bar that we had met at. So, <laughs> um, but they were, they were fun guys. They were cool. And, you know, so every so often I would go out and I was like, okay, well, I'm comfortable going to this bar now. I know who people are there. So I would go there. And uh, so one night, you know, I hadn't heard from him. I didn't really know what his plans were that night. But, you know, I'm not like keeping tabs on him, right? I'm, I'm crashing. <laughs> I'm a squatter at this point. So um, I go and I see his roommate, Maggie Mays, and I'm just like, oh, hey, so like, what's so-and-so up to tonight? <laughs> And he goes, I'm going to change the name right now. Um, he goes, 
oh, he's hanging out with Kate. And I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Who's Kate? <laughs> uh, his girlfriend. Oh, my God. So you're staying in this guy's <laughs> bedroom with him, literal bedroom, and he has a fucking girlfriend? <laughs> did not tell me. And I'm sure he didn't tell her. What the fuck? Uh, no, because I met her <laughs> later on. Oh, my God. And yeah, we, we did sleep together, and he just did not tell me. <laughs> did not tell me. I literally just found out from his roommate when I decided to go out on 6th Street and just say hi and just be like, what's he up to? And he was like, hanging with his girlfriend. I was like, that's So weird. do you feel like he invited you to stay because he like thought you were this vacationer that was going to come and you were going to have a fling and, and leave. And he was like, not going to tell his girlfriend. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, yeah, I didn't think you were serious. And uh, so I went straight to their apartment. I packed up all my fucking shit and I just left and didn't tell him. But your, uh, but your other apartment was ready at that point. Um, No, I had to find another temporary stay i had met actually a girlfriend of his um since i had like been staying with him so i went and crashed at her place instead because um when i told her the situation she said oh we all thought that you knew oh my god i'm sure they were all like judging too like (laughs) like what kind of person do you think i am but anyway oh my god (laughs) Uh, yeah past the days of of crashing on people's couches and such I did move into my one bedroom apartment (laughs) at some point and it was lovely but um I was you know mostly in the service industry for the entirety of the time that I lived in Austin which was a little over two years so it's really easy to meet people friends and otherwise when you're in the service industry and I will say that Austin is such a huge town for that because the nightlife is so big there that it's there's so many bars and restaurants so they have to all have this stuff so I would say I always say that like Austin is like 80% service industry workers yeah I can definitely see that and I think that's a good segue to like how would you describe like the city to someone that's never been to Austin, because I know for myself, like before I had ever been to Austin, I just thought of when I thought of Austin, I thought of Texas. And Mm -hmm. Austin to me is not what you think of when you think of Texas. So if you're like, how would you explain like the city and like the dynamic of the city? Because I think also kind of what you were just saying about like the service industry and like kind of partying like that probably ties into some of the guys you met and the situation that you unfortunately had so can you talk a little bit like about about the city itself and some of that yeah so austin's just so beautiful first of all it's um you know it does have its downtown area but there's like this gorgeous river running through it so it's like this 
beautiful blend of like nature scene but like downtown city scene which it's the Colorado River by the way um and it's really like there is not a day of the week that's quote-unquote dead in that city you can go out any night of the week and it will be completely popping and the funny thing about Austin is it started out as like this college town right like there's UT there and so that's why you know it got super populated in the first place but then it just grew exponentially into this you know city and this community that I don't think they anticipated really from growing from this college town and that's what's so funny because there's still this stretch of highway that only has two lanes on either side (laughs) (laughs) and so you know at some point it just started having to grow up and so over the years changed so much um got a little gentrified I would say that the entire time I lived there uh, there was always a crane somewhere building something you know it was just literally booming super quickly um but like I said the nightlife is super huge there's a huge music scene so you know there's these tons of little music venues all around um dirty six they (laughs) literally close the street to street traffic every single weekend just so people can bar hop and party in the middle of the street you can't even drive through it there's cops on horses and it's just the most insane thing you've ever seen um if anyone hasn't been to Austin but they've been to Nashville I would kind of you know think it's comparable to Broadway Street the main drag in Nashville but you know there's there's also outskirts of Austin there's this nice community and local vibe where everyone's like you eat and you drink local things like anything that you can think of you're like this was made in Austin like like your beer like your honey your bread your um wine even or you know your local treats it's just like everything has this like I this has to be locally made and crafted and all these things um there's also a big tech community you know there is like this kind of upper echelon side of town. Um, There's a little bit of a yuppie vibe with all these startups, which I know that you had mentioned to me um, in an earlier conversation. But it's it's this, you know, sect of like grungy tattooed service industry people and then these like yoga pants wearing dog walking kind of yuppie kind of vibe. And it's just like they all coexist. but I I will say that there's no there there's definitely families and I and I made friends with families and stuff like that. But for the most part, I'd say you would find a lot of young single people there, um, and it is a big transplant city. And when you do happen to meet someone who's from Austin, that's a unicorn for sure. Yeah, I know tech, like you said, is definitely on the rise. And like, I had a few friends that were living in Austin. Most of them have moved elsewhere since, but when they were there, um, like my one friend did work in corporate, but she didn't really love her, but do too much in her day job. Like she was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym now. Yeah. I'm done at like three or four. Like I have my own office. No one checks on me. Like (laughs) that was kind of like the the vibe and then um her now fiance 
like he just does a lot of like his own startups. So like he and his brother, like we're always working on like a new project, a new idea, like a new app, a new business model of something. And they were always just like working in coffee shops. Like that's like, or we work RIP. <laughs> it's like what I just distinctly <laughs> remember whenever I would go to visit. And then other people I knew like, yeah, like exactly what you said, like it was all like startups and and everything and um i remember at one point i was like considering moving to austin because i kind of had a similar experience to you where i went on vacation like randomly with a friend um she was like hey i really want to go to austin and i was like uh okay i'll go and i was like obsessed with it (laughs) um just because of like dirty sixth street like it was just so much fun there's like people that are living there and like tourists and it was just like a different vibe. But then like once I started looking into like the job market and like the things that I was doing versus like what was available, it just didn't line up. Um, and then ultimately like didn't work out, but it's just like really interesting city with, with how, where it's going and in like the direction. It's like almost like a, a smaller hippie San Francisco or something. <laughs> it's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. Definitely. It, it's not like the rest of Texas that, you know, it's it's like this little, it's like this little liberal little bubble in like, you know, this completely, you know, <laughs> Republican state. But <laughs> their motto is keep Austin weird. And it's like that, you know, like you're, and it, it's not like as progressive, as I would say, as like the Pacific Northwest, because I visited Seattle. And to me, that still feels like the most progressive city that I've ever been to. Even having lived in Austin, like it really tries to like push its limits. Um, But when it comes to Austin, I just feel like it's this all encompassing kind of like, Hey, whatever you're into, whatever you're look like, you know, like there's a place for you here and like, it's cool. And like, you don't really get judged and there's not a lot of like, animosity kind of around and there's just like so many fun things to do that like who could be mad about anything yeah I'm like I'm laughing because like literally I'm having flashbacks of like dirty six like walking home to my Airbnb and there's like half naked like literally no shirt no bra like women just like chilling on the sidewalk and like no one cares and like they're not getting harassed because it's just like another night on sixth street and like that's just like Austin. That um, was something that became legal while I was living there was for women to be topless in public. Yes. I remember yeah. someone saying that because I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what was yep. happening. <laughs> yeah. I also remember a story. We met these Australian guys at a bar and then they got drunk and started dancing at a cop car and we on on top of a cop car and then we ran into them the next night and they told us they had gotten arrested for dancing on the cop car <laughs> i never got arrested when i lived there so good of me <laughs> that's awesome yeah and i think too like when you're thinking about the landscape of austin like i know um we're mentioning like dirty dirty six and i think that's a lot a lot of where you go especially like if you're a tourist and where you're, there's a lot of like, if you're trying to, to get lit, for lack of better words, like that's kind of the spots. But I know there's also like Rainy Street. And then there's, um, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, E6. And then there's other areas too. 
like I know I've been to the, this one bar, uh, you probably know it, Barbarella's <laughs> yeah. and like, uh, yeah, like other places. So there's also like other areas that people go to that aren't like exactly as, as rowdy that you can like go and like meet, pe- meet people as far as like dating and friendships and, and things like that. You know, Dirty Six, the, you know, I, I went there when I first moved there because I knew people there. I like made friends with like the bouncers and, you know, would know um, the bartenders and stuff like that. But it's not necessarily like the go-to spot for the people that live there unless they're like making money there kind of thing. Or there's like a reason or there's like one pocket that you like going to. There's definitely the east side, which is kind of like this hipster vibe. Um, you can like go like a little bit south, like 10 minutes and there's like scattered little bars. There's also north. North Austin, which is a whole, there's, yes, there's a divide. There's North Austin, there's South Austin, and that tiny two lane on each side highway divides it. (laughs) So it's kind of like living in California and being like, I don't want to go to LA, there's traffic. (laughs) That's how like South Austin's funny. And yeah, Rainy Street, like you mentioned, which, oh, yeah. I love that. But I actually worked at a bar on Rainy Street. If you ever went to Bangers, it's the giant <gasps> red barn. That you worked so at fun. Bangers? I, oh my God. What? I wonder if you <laughs> yeah. served me during brunch one day. <laughs> Could have been with the man, Mosa, an entire bottle. We literally lined up at like 9 a.m. for that brunch or whatever time it was. Mm hmm. Yeah, Austin's so much fun. And, you know, it, yes, it does draw a lot of tourism, um, a lot of bachelorette parties and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know what? When it when it comes to dating there, I didn't even really have to rely on dating apps too much. Um, but I did one time. My I had my one success um, from dating apps when I lived there. And it was because he had just moved into town from Tennessee. And so I used that whole, like, oh, you're new to town. Let me show you around kind of thing. And he had this adorable Southern accent. I was just, like, so into it. And we ended up dating for three months. And that's, like, still to this day one of the longest successes that I've had from any single dating app. So luckily for me, a lot of uh, newbies come into Austin. What, um, what dating app was it, if you don't mind? Surprisingly, it was actually Tinder, which blows my mind. Because I don't even consider myself someone who even meets up with people from that app often. But like I said, it's so different, the level of trust that you have when you're dealing with people in California than when you're dealing with people in Texas or literally anywhere else in the U.S., which I know that you have also lived in Philly and stuff like that. So it's like such a different vibe like California I feel like people are just like hard and fast and everyone's looking out for themselves and like they don't really give a rat's ass about anything else that's going on around them (laughs) but it's a completely different story in other parts of the U.S. Yeah uh, when I was in Austin and using I used the apps when I was there um this is back in like 2014 2015 though so it was also a different like landscape with dating apps and that was like Mm -hmm. one of the cities where i saw the most attractive men like compared to many other places i've been and nine times out of ten they would like actually reply to me or message me and like not ghost me like continue a conversation and i was like shocked i was like this is the best place on earth like i was like i was like i'm living here like everyone's attractive 
all yeah. the bars are fun. Everyone's <laughs> nice to me. What yeah. the hell is going on? Like, yeah. What? Like, where, <laughs> like, where am I? Like, is this fake? Like, is this the metaverse? <laughs> you know? Um, no, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely, um, I completely agree with you. It's, it, it was like super interesting for me. Like even, um, cause at the time that I was visiting, I was living in Philly. I wasn't in LA yet, but yeah, even like the difference there, like, and who knows, like a part of it could be like, I was, I was matching with some locals. They probably weren't like true Austin locals, like you mentioned before. And they were just people transplants living there. Um, and I'm sure some were also like tourists because sometimes I will say like, if I'm like in Vegas or something, my match rate and message rate is higher because people are like in and out quick, you know, and like, they're not going to like bullshit or like play games because like, they literally want to get in and out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I'm assuming like Austin was maybe like it could, that could have been the same, like in hindsight, but yeah, I don't know. It was just, everyone was just so much friendlier and like, it was just good vibes. And like, everyone was just so nice and attractive on the apps and in real life too. Like even out at bars, like it was really easy to talk to guys and like have guys come up to me. Yeah. I met some guys out once and then ran into them to, at Austin city limits and then ran into them again at electric zoo festival in New York city and like hung out with them. Like, oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I met like another guy who lived there. His younger brother ended up going to college with me and I like kind of knew him. And then like, we had like a mini fling ish, I guess you could say like, it was just like really funny. Like you were, I was meeting so many people with all these connections and they were all like nice to me. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> or especially if you know people like in the music industry, like for me, I know like a bunch of sound guys. So, or even people in bands. So it's like anytime that it's like South by or anytime anyone's on tour, like, you know, that they're going to stop there. So it's like amazing because it's like, yeah, I moved away, but all my friends come through here like all the time. Like I don't even have to go anywhere. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, because you're the destination spot. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I w I do want to talk about um, you working in the service industry, um, especially being on Rainy Street, which is such a, a popular area. And and for those who aren't familiar with Rainy Street, it's like a small, like kind of almost like a side street. And it's, it has like these small mm -hmm. like bungalow type of like places that uh, look like they should be homes, but then, but they were all turned into to bars. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And bangers, like we were saying is, is like a popular place and they have this really great brunch. <laughs> um, and then there's a bunch of other places on that street and they're so close next to each other. You can just like bar hop. Yeah. But so how, how was that living there in, and work, working in that environment and like meeting people and dating people um just because i feel like i would imagine it'd be kind of hard with that lifestyle and by that i mean working those types of hours and being around like the drinking all the time and like that type of like really upbeat positive like fun environment like meeting people in and out to like from my perspective i'd probably would be hard for me to like want a relationship <laughs> you know um so i guess like that's like where i'm coming from but like how is that in like in the service industry like did you find you were like it was easy to meet people but hard to have relationships were you with mostly service industry people when you were dating um interested to hear like what your experience was 
So it was literally like one giant family, which was actually super nice because it made it feel like so comfortable anytime I wanted to go out anywhere. And it was that kind of vibe where it's like when you get off work, like you're going to visit some friend that you know at a different bar and like either down the street from where you just got off work or in a different part of town or stuff like that. But I will say because, you know, I did work in the service industry in California too. And yeah, like you'll have like your friends here and there. But in Austin, it's like your whole like staff at whatever restaurant is like a whole squad. Like, and it's so cool because it's, I don't know, it's, it was so easy for me to make friends there. Like, and like I mentioned, I moved there not knowing a single person, which is pretty ballsy, you know, for a young person in their early 20s. Um, so the amount of people that I was able to like acquire as friends there was just incredible. And they have these incredible staff parties because that's just how Austin is, like especially at Bangers. And I'm, I'm fortunate to have been in kind of like the earlier years of Bangers. It's evolved so much, but we call ourselves the OGs. And once a year for our staff party, they would rent a yacht for us to party on in Lake Travis. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was it was a craft beer bar, right? With like 101 craft beers on tap. So they were good friends with all the breweries in town. They would just donate kegs for us to have our staff parties. And we would just party on this boat and like slide into the water and like get completely trashed. Like just, <laughs> it's, it's in, indescribable. <laughs> like how you exist as a human in Austin. It's just too much fun. But yeah, of of course, in any service industry situation, had my hookups here and there, you know, even sometimes even with the kitchen staff, <laughs> because, you know, they're also like young, attractive people. And, um, or maybe with the bartender, or, you're, you know, you're even kicking it and partying it with your managers at some points, you know, so um, no, I didn't really have trouble meeting people. When it came to relationships, um, the one relationship that I did have in Austin was someone that I met at Bangers. And yeah, you know, it didn't last like super long, but it's just like we like kind of fell into it. And but I saw that a lot among my coworkers and stuff. Like there was a lot of kind of like couplings within whatever bar you worked at or um I also worked at a jazz bar downtown that was super cool and some people there were actually like career bartenders so they were actually kind of like married with kids and still working in the bar scene which was super cool so I was just like it, it's not only easy to meet people it's just Austin has so many different levels of people that you know in California I, I kind of have all my friends were kind of all the same age and we kind of maybe have kind of similar life experiences, you know, maybe it's just like, okay, well, you know, you're either single or you're not, or you like have kids or you're not, but like Austin is like so different, like age didn't even matter. Like you're just not even thinking about what people's situation is. It's just like you vibe and you just connect. And so you just like have this giant circle and, you know, service industry job turnover is kind of quick too. So yeah, you know, I put my you know, like over a year in at one place or, you know, a year in at another place. So I did kind of 
jump around a bit in a couple of years that I worked there. So I think that's how I acquired like such a giant friend group. But yes, it was easy to meet a relationship person and hook up people in the industry because even if you're new, there's staff that have been working there longer and then you go out after work and then they introduce you to this place and then you'll get to know that bar staff and then they'll introduce you to what bar they go to and it's just literally so incestuous for what a big city it is. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And like, there's so many bar bars and I feel like it, it's kind of similar wherever you work and in any industry to like things can kind of if when you start to go around like the same haunts and like hang out with the same type of people and the same group like I feel like it just comes with like nature that you start hooking up with or dating the same people (laughs) so then based on that because another question I was gonna I had for you was like with all of the tourists like coming in and out like if that ever posed any like issues with dating, but it sounds like based on your experience in the service indus- industry, that wasn't really like a problem. No, I don't think so. I never really thought about it. I think I think we just like think of it as like this is our money maker because we always know that there's going to be some event or some kind of big thing going on that's going to bring a giant crowd of people. And, you know, when it's your job to make a lot of money when places are busy, then you're like, sweet. I'm going to walk away with a lot of freaking cash tonight and it might suck, but at least I work with really cool people and actually like the people that I work with. And I know that we're going to get drunk after. So like, let's do this. <laughs> that's so interesting to me. And like, that, I mean, that's an amazing mindset, but um, I'm just thinking like I interviewed someone um, in, who lives in Scottsdale that has like, um, she's not in the service industry, but she, that's also like another city that like brings in like a lot of like tourists it's very like party centric and the dating there based on her experience is like Mm. awful um because all of the guys just like hook up with tourists yeah Yeah, like like they just go to the clubs because they're like oh well and they're like not on dating apps because they like don't need to because they can just like go to like a club and it's just like very difficult to like actually date there if you are looking for a relationship um because there's so many people coming in and out so that's why i was interested to hear um what the experience that was like in austin especially because it is becoming such a popular destination spot no no no. i can't think of anyone that i met who was just like i'm just visiting like no i really had such um a connection that just grew from little branches that i just like kept meeting from just moving there but it is kind of funny because (laughs) so I recently turned 30 a few months ago and I don't know if anyone out there still has what they call a quote-unquote little black book (laughs) person um (laughs) but I keep mine digitally on one of these apps that like is a continuous note app that like you have to put a password in but it will like go away (laughs) oh my god (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about Kind of, but I just like love that you have a little black book. Like I just like was mentally keeping track, and then oh I my just gosh. no. This is so funny because my best friend does the same thing, and we like literally we have our list, and and it's numbered for like from the beginning. Because <laughs> there's no way my memory oh my is waiting. There's no way I'm gonna remember all these things. So it's not like some. I mean, do you do you know like all their names? <laughs> <too>? like, <laughs> well. Because I don't. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is that, you know, 
it's not something I look upon often, right? It's just this little locked away thing and like this little notes app. And I'm like, okay, if I feel like updating it because, oh my gosh, like, because nowadays, you know, not, not like the times I was living <laughs> in Austin, which fun fact, yeah. Yeah. two <laughs> years living in Austin, I was able to up my number <laughs> by like double digits. That's how easy it was for me to meet people when I lived there. Like now I would say maybe, maybe two a year, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's two more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but if I break it down, I'm like two years in Austin and that's how many I gained. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> she was busy. Um, so <laughs> so again, it, it's not something I'm like looking at every single day. Like here's my... <laughs> It's my black book list, but I turned 30 and I don't know why I decided to look upon it and review it and just be like, who the heck is that? So <laughs> there was one particular um, person that I wrote <laughs> from Austin and it's fucking hilarious how I worded it and I still can't trace it back, but basically... The story is that one night I locked my keys inside my car and (laughs) there was this like locksmith service that I found called like Popalock or something. And so I'm stuck in this parking lot and I call Popalock and uh, he comes and rescues me or whatever, gets my keys in my car working and I don't even know, like, just the way that Austin is. I think we were just, like, friends, and then I ended up meeting his friend and then, like, hooked up with that friend. So anyway, in my black book is someone listed as, like, changing the name, Matt Popalock's friend. So that is that is an entry in my black book that I will never know what it actually means, but that is just, oh, it goes in that city. Someone broke oh me my into God. my car and I hooked up with their friend like I, I can't even tell you <laughs> like, <laughs> it just gets handed oh to God. you I don't know <laughs> hey I mean at least people are like open-minded and like chill and like I feel like that just would never happen in LA like it's just they're everyone's just so and I'm interested in your thoughts especially because you're from Orange County too and I know that Orange County and LA are quote different, but I just I just feel like everyone's like so uptight and so fucking like yes. nitpicky over like every everything and just like how you look, how you act, what job you have, how you dress. Like someone like looked at a party, said that like called me poor, <laughs> and I was like, "What makes you think I'm poor?" Like I actually tried to dress up nice today, <laughs> like. You no, know, and- well, did they, did they say that your hair looked like Chef Boyardee? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> no. Yeah, but also at this point, like, um, <laughs> like I feel like it's so hard to even just go to a bar. I say this all the time too. Like, it's just so hard to even like go to a bar and just like talk to yes. someone and not have it feel like me talking to you is like a burden right. to you. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm just like making conversation. Like, what makes you think that, I, that I'm even yep. hitting on you? Like, the fact that you think I'm hitting on you makes you look like a douchebag. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just standing at the bar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> chill and the fuck I, out. I, at one point, 
just like stopped telling people that I was from Orange County or I just like heavily made fun of myself for it just because I just wanted to be like I know the reputation that it has but like I'm not gonna treat you that way kind of thing but it it's true you you see so many walks of life in Austin so many different kinds of people and you don't even think about it and and, and I think about like the different levels of even even friends that I came into contact with. It's like you you don't have to have any prerequisite for someone to be in your circle. It's just like, hey, I think you're cool. Hey, I think you're cool. And so we're friends. So I hung out with so many incredibly different levels of people when I lived there that it's just like I can't even recreate that experience in California. Like it's literally impossible. You have to like join a specific group to know, hey, we all like doing hiking, so like let's all go do a hike thing together. <laughs> it's like you can't just exist and like run into someone and become their friend and do things that you like together. It's just it doesn't happen. I agree with you. And like I always tell people like I feel like it's almost like high school. Like exactly what you said. I was like, okay, well I roller skate now. So now I can go to Venice and be with the roller skaters. And now I can talk to them because I roller skate. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like I could just You're on like, that level. Good for you, girl. Well, no, I'm not exactly there. But it's just an example. <laughs> like you see how it turns into like I have to judge myself so harshly for what I feel like I need to fit into, which is just so fucking stupid. And yeah, I never yeah. felt that. And you know, a lot of my friends that I've made in Long Beach, so yes, I'm from Orange County. I live in Long Beach now. I actually met a cool circle of friends here, which is actually how I met you, Ashley. <laughs> They're one of them. But they all <laughs> happen to be from different parts of the country, uh, more specifically the East Coast. And so my one friend here, she says, I've never felt more neurotic than when I've lived in L.A., and I resonate with that. And I'm not yeah. I'm not even from LA. And you know, Long Beach is technically LA. I don't like think that I live there. But just in general, just because I've done my fair share of traveling around the US, and I know the different vibes. And yeah, I've only lived in Texas outside of here. But it's just like, I still side with her <laughs> completely. Uh, I know. And I feel like I feel for you too, because I feel like you being from Orange County, like and having that judgment when I feel like a lot of the bad rep, at least for from LA, um, and probably I assume Orange County is from like transplants, not like even people from there, because um, a lot of friends that I have from LA and even like you from Orange County, and our wait, we have a mutual friend too, that's like from originally Orange County, like have all been like really nice and like cool and normal and like wanting to meet people mm -hmm. that are different. And then all the people I've met that are transplants that live in those areas are the ones that I'm, I think are terrible. <laughs> not all of them. I obviously have friends, but. So you know that it has a reputation, but it's not necessarily fueled by like the locals that grew up there. Yeah. Now that I like live here and have like recognized it because for, it's funny um, because for a while when I moved here, I was like, oh, I'm only friends with trans transplants. And then I was like thinking about it. I'm like, everyone here is a yeah. fucking transplant. And then I like thought about it more. And I was like, wait, all my friends from here are like normal and cool. It's like the transplants that are like kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, And then it like took me a while to like put it together. But I think just because I've been like so conditioned probably from 
honestly like media and just like tv and just like generalizations of like la people from la and it's like no it's not people from la it's people that move there and then live there trying to embody this like idea of how they should be or what they want to be there and then all the poor people that grew up there get roped into it no that's so interesting um hearing that you know because i'm i'm from here like i i know (laughs) i know how it is and i know what other people think about it but you having moved here and then put all of that together from your observations is super interesting yeah and i mean there's exceptions to every rule um and it took but it took me and it took me a while to put that together like i've been i've lived here a little over two years and i feel like i just had my aha moment like a few months ago (laughs) granted yeah granted it was during a pandemic so i didn't have as much human interaction but yeah i i like i like finally realized it so when people like say things to me i'm like no it's actually like the, the transplants that come here like wanting to be famous or looking for clout and that those are the types of people the the ones that ghost me in the bathroom line when I get their number <laughs> trying to be friends so this is so funny well so I can actually tie this in um I am actually like looking for a new apartment right now I'm gonna move away from Long Beach and try to move closer to the music venue that I work at and at one point I thought like oh, you know, like maybe I'll move in with a roommate and try to save money. And even from putting the feelers out from people that I know, people that I work with, like it has been so difficult to the point where now I'm even just caving and I'm like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I'm just going to keep living alone because I just can't rely on anybody to like be on my same wavelength, timing, like I have a cat like it just like feels so difficult um not only that but even even trying to look for the space to rent like you know I'm I am still an old school person who like uses Craigslist and I've used it for so many things like in Austin I used it to find like all of my jobs and my apartment and the apartment that I live in right now in Long Beach. But since I've been looking for a new apartment, it's nothing but scams, which is so different than when I lived in Austin. So when I first moved there, I had a one-bedroom apartment by myself. And then after a year, I was like, okay, like I'm going to move in with some roommates. And I just found these two incredible roommates. Well, I like matched with one, first of all, like through Craigslist. And then we were like actually instead of finding a two bedroom ended up finding like this duplex so it was actually three bedrooms and then so he was like oh well like there was this other girl that I was going to potentially be roommates with so like what if you know we all meet and like have coffee and see if it's cool and that's (laughs) that's just the thing because we all ended up moving in together and all it took was like one coffee sit down to be like oh yeah we're all really cool like let's just do this and it was totally fine And I also had that experience before I decided to move away from Austin. You know, I was looking into staying there. So (laughs) that's just all it took. It's like, you know, so many people need places to live there that you could be like, oh, hey, let's just like meet up and see if we vibe. And then it's totally going to be okay. (laughs) Kind of thing. I'm not having that experience right now. I'm about to eat shit and pay up the ass just to live alone because I can't even fucking vibe with anyone enough to fucking split my life with them. 
Yeah, that's why like when I moved here, I didn't even like bother reaching out to look because I was like, I am like so scared that I'm going to have like a weird or bad roommate yep. situation. And it's just going to like ruin my time here when I'm moving across the country to a new city. So that's why I chose to live alone. And, and Long Beach too, like part of why I lived here was like my commute to work wasn't overly terrible. Um, cause I, I work in Orange County and then I was still not too far from LA, but also it was a lot more affordable. So I kind of just like had to live here for multiple reasons, but yeah, I definitely feel you on on that because I was like, I'm not getting a roommate. So if I this is my price range and this is what I'm getting, then yeah. this is what I'm getting. <laughs> and there's this incredible story that mirrors the story of me moving to Austin. And it's just hilariously incredible. Um, the last bar that I worked at before I moved away from Austin um, was in North Austin. And... I found one of the kitchen dudes, super cute. He's like tall, which is like my weakness. Tall, skinny, white dude. I was like, oh my gosh, sign me up. Um, he was super good friends with one of bartenders. I was like, hey, let me know if he's single, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, he was asking that same question about you. I was like, ah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> so one night, like I'm closing the bar and he just walks out and he's like, are we hanging out of work? And I was like, sure, where are we going? Like, it was just that easy. So it was super cool. Um, we start like hanging out, hitting it off. It was like great. Cause you know, I was new at this place. I was like one of the new bartenders. One of the servers come back. Um, I guess she was on some kind of like long-term vacation I don't know how long-term at this point but you know she was like gone traveling for a while and she like came back like I'm back to work and so I was like oh this girl's cool like blah 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 did not know that this guy that I had like started talking to and like hanging out with like had a history with her again did not know like oh <laughs> did not know I am never purposely a homewreck like I'm not that person I just did not know and so then I just like find out through the grapevine and they're like, oh, you didn't know ball. I'm like, no, I didn't know. I, I just started working here and then asked some guy's friend if he was single and he said yes. And then we started hanging out. Like, you know, I have no knowledge base of this. So I tell him, I'm like, you know what? I don't know the situation. That's your situation. He's like, no, no, no. I swear. Like. I don't want anything to do with her. Like, it's totally fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, all right. And he's like hanging out with me all the time, talking to me all the time. I'm like, whatever. Before I found out that they had a thing or like history, she was one of my avenues for moving into her house. Like, I went to her house and like, she showed me this, the room that she had that was about <laughs> to be open. That was be <gasps> oh my, my third move, like rental place in Austin, was in her house. That's a small <laughs> world, man. <laughs> so I was just like, well, we all worked together. And I met her and I thought she was super cool. I didn't know that I was like hooking up with like her previous hookup dude. <laughs> like, so I met her, oh I hit it God. off. I was like, hey, yeah, my lease is ending. And she's like, I have a room opening up. I go to her house and look at this room. And I'm like, yeah, this house is really cool. I would move in here. And this is, 
I ended up deciding to move back to California instead of renting that house. But once she found out what was going down with me and this guy, she made a bonfire out of his shit that he had left in that house. And so it just <laughs> fully encompasses like a what the fuck kind of situation. That's crazy. Dodged a bullet there. Um. <laughs> I feel like I'm noticing a trend with some Austin men that uh, you might need to to help me understand or elaborate on so were these like one-off like cheating scenarios or like like were most of the men like how were most of the of the men like obviously you dated a couple or like I guess the transplants in Austin but like what like how like how were they I guess um yeah I don't I don't know about that first one I think I think he like made a commitment to someone who he met one night because he's a flirty dude and then didn't think that I was actually serious when I said I was moving there and then he just like got caught with his foot in his mouth or something dumb. Um, this one was a situation where they were just dating casually and then she happened to leave for a period of time and then kind of showed up again and he was off doing other things and she was super upset about it. <laughs> That's honestly what happened. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, my, if I'm trying to, like, encompass my entire experience over the tears, it was a lot of, like, one-night stands. I did have that one relationship. Um, we decided to be open at one point, actually. Yeah. Ooh. So I think we kind of both had that mindset of, like, non-monogamy. And, you know, it it was, like our first experience with it so I can't really like speak to like the success of it or like really knock it for anyone else who like actively practices that but it definitely has to be something where it is mutually agreed upon and everyone is on the same page and there's like a lot of communication and we were both on the same page and I did all of the things and then he ended up reacting poorly to it which was kind of a bummer because it was something that was like agreed upon oh my god wait i had the same situation really? happen to me yes wait continue but yes the ex exact same oh thing my gosh happened i can't to wait me. to hear it. um well yeah it's super funny because you know we were we were in the um and you know everyone everyone has their own agreement and rules so it's not the same for everybody but um you know, I did just have like my one night where, you know, I slept with somebody and then I told him about it because that was our agreement to discuss it. And then a couple of days later, he was like, you know what? The more I think about this, I'm just like, I'm not cool with it and I can't stop thinking about it. And it's like bugging me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, I, I did all the things that we agreed upon and this is you know, just like what it is. And he just like held it against me. And then he was like, and then he, and then he went into guilt mode, like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, blah, 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 blah. blah. And he was like, I want to meet the guy. <laughs> yes. No. And I was like, absolutely not leave me the F out of this. Like I, this, no, that's not what I signed up for. Like you are just, you are experiencing some kind of like, triggering reaction that I 
I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> so that was the experience. But I also happened to be dating someone when I lived in Austin um, that still lived in California. So I had a long distance open thing at the same time, which was funny because there was this other kitchen guy that I happened to have a fling with. And he actually had the same situation where he opened a relationship <laughs> that was long distance in Florida. <laughs> Oh my god. So that that was that was a success. <laughs> um little fling, but yeah, other than that when it came to like a a person that I was like in a relationship with, it it turned badly with my experience with that. But what happened with you? Honestly, almost like the exact same thing, like to a T actually. So like basically I I like knew I was moving to LA was like hooking up with someone who wanted to get more serious. And I just like hadn't been in a relationship since high school and said like, I don't know if I um, am ready to commit. So I think I just, and I'm moving. So like, I don't also really want to be in a relationship right now. So if you want to like be together, like I'm willing to do like something, like try something like open. And he said he was fine with it but he really like wasn't fine with it. So like I was doing like my own thing and like, it's not even like things were happening all the time. Like I was like, you know, most weekends like we were together, but I was like on vacation or something and like hooked up with someone else. Like he would say I was cheating on him when I was like, dude, we're Uh, in an open relationship. Like, and then he, and then I would say like, do we need to like revisit this? And he was like, no, I'm fine with it. And I'm like, but you're not because you just got mad. And it was like, and then it was just like this constant back and forth. And then finally we were like gonna try exclusive, but he was like, we can be exclusive, but you can make out with people. And I was like, that's, like am I, am that's I literally <laughs> I know. I was like, that's literally like also not exclusive. And also like most of what, what was happening mm-hmm. before. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it was just it was just a mess and um he, and even that he was never really okay with like anytime I would hang out with like my guy friends he was like stressed that I was like hooking up with them or like their friends when I was like watching like the Eagles game at the bar and I was like I yeah it's like he was super insecure which I actually think was a similar situation yes. with the guy that I was in a relationship with yeah and it's just like yeah like one of those things where you definitely need to be um and everyone has their own opinions on open relationships and and everything um but like yeah you definitely just need to have open communication and be like honest like if you it's not something for you and you're not okay with it then like say that (laughs) and if that means that the other person you're not going to be with them then like don't be with them because it's just not going to work either way um so that was like my my biggest takeaway I, I don't know if I would do it again um, after that experience. Yeah, I think, I think um, it just has to be, it, oh. I, it totally depends on like the person that you're dating is um, my opinion. But that's so funny because that same thing kind of ended up happening with that one Tinder success that I had, that guy that I dated for three months, because I was still kind of in that mindset, right? Like, I was in my young 20s and I was just like having so much success in dating that I was just like, I, I don't know if like, you know, being exclusive is the right thing for me right now. And so this guy with his adorable Tennessee accent was like totally on board. So I was just like, this is super cool. And we had like this solid three months where I was just like showing him around town and he was like super cool. And we were like all on the same page and it was like amazing. And um, 
then it came the holidays and we both went home for the holidays and we both were honest with each other we were like we still talk to our exes like our main exes that we've been like on and off with for years so like if I see him like something's probably gonna happen like that's just like how the story goes and we both told each other that and so we both like operated under that assumption that like when we're home for the holidays we might like see our exes and do something and we talked about it beforehand (laughs) and uh came back into town and I was like yeah so I saw my ex and like yep you know it happened and then he lied and told me it didn't happen with his until I like guilted him into telling me the truth because I knew that he was full of shit and then I was just like (laughs) why did you feel the need to lie to me we literally agreed that we were open and he was like oh I was scared about your reaction and I'm like look at me right now I'm just having a conversation with you there's no reaction I don't I don't understand like and that and that's just like a end point for me like dishonesty just in any form for me just like makes me be like nope like this is not a cool thing anymore like sorry and yeah I very abruptly ended that because I was just like this is so insane to me we we agreed on having a non-monogamous relationship and then talked about the fact that we were both probably going to hook up with our exes when we went home for the holidays and then we came back into town and I told you that it did happen and then you lied to my face and said that it didn't on your end (laughs) what yeah and like that's the funniest part is like you literally were like Mm -hmm. I hooked up with my ex and he's and like like not that it's excusing like a lie but like I could see where maybe he would have been like nervous to tell you if you like said you didn't but like you literally said you did so I don't I'll start this happened um and I think the funniest part about the situation was that his ex had my name and my ex had his name (laughs) like not even making that up like Oh my god. So you don't have to worry about calling oh the wrong my name god, in bed. No, exactly. I was like, you this was the easiest thing for you to do in the world. Like you had all the tools and then you still lied about it, like for literally no reason. <laughs> like, why would I get mad? Like I it was so stupid. And then so yeah, I very abruptly was like, get the fuck out of my house. Like you're so stupid. <laughs> and just ended this like great dating experience that we had had for months and then I don't know how many months later randomly he just like hit me up and was like can we like meet up and just like talk and I was like whatever (laughs) (laughs) they always come back and then so he did and so he's just like I need to apologize and I'll and I've changed and I'm on this path and blah blah and I was just like am I a fucking step right now? Like, am I a step? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh wow. That's the takeaway that I had. And then, yeah, I've never seen him since, but either way, um, (laughs) lots of very fun dating experiences. I can't, I can't specifically link that to the city that Austin is because that was via app, which I didn't have to heavily rely on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it just sounds, I mean, obviously this is your own experience, but yeah, it definitely just sounds like it's a very like open city with dating and friendships in in multiple terms of that word. (laughs) Like people are 
yeah, like different types of dating styles. Like I'm sure there's some um, relationship people that are Mm -hmm. like monogamous, but definitely seems more exploratory, I guess, like outside of that with with dating multiple different types of people. And I did have a lot of success um, meeting a lot of different kinds of people and kind of getting just to like try out like a lot of different kinds of things. Um, And yes, in my two years, I did have my fair share of one night stands. Um, (laughs) It's, it's very local type scene where you generally hang out like the same kinds of places. You have your different group of friends and stuff like that. So you're, you're regulars in different parts of town. So I will say that there is this one um, service industry bar that everyone found themselves at after their shift ended, even if you only had half an hour to spend just making it for last call. So my all-encompassing close to my Austin experience, um, when I kind of decided that Austin's Pleasure Island and maybe I need a little bit more direction in my life and I think I'm going to move home and try to see if there's some path that I want to lean myself down towards even though it was so much fun um (laughs) so I had already kind of you know been playing with the idea of moving away from Austin and I had gotten off work just in time to make like barely the last hour of this um you know super popular after hours service industry bar that everyone always went to and I was like I'm just gonna go here for like one nightcap and then go home And I ran into, count them, three different people that I had slept with. Three. (laughs) In the last hour of the bar. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this city is small as shit. It's time to go. Time to go. (laughs) Time to leave. Time to move. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. That was my sign in Philly too. I like started seeing people on the street and that like all the time. And my favorite Philly story was one time I was at a bar and gave a guy my number. And then all of a sudden I started getting texts from a number that I already had saved. And it was the same guy that I gave my number to like three years earlier. I listened to that episode earlier. (laughs) Story was hilarious. That was my sign, so I'm right here with you. And trust me, I still have such a large, like, friend pool in Austin, so it's it's been really nice to, like, still see kind of how it's evolving and, like, their updates and, like, stuff like that, but, like, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything, and I love it. That city still has my heart, and I would go back every year if I could, <laughs> but... Those are all my fun stories. I mean, those are pretty amazing <laughs> stories. <laughs> like there, it was just like, like those are yeah, those were like one after another. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, so so you ended up back here in Long Beach, um, just because you just wanted, like, wanted a change again from um, Austin. I that- actually um, moved back to be in San Diego. Um, right- I moved to Austin and then made my way back down here. Um, But that person I said that I was like kind of teetering on long distance and the ex that I hooked up with over the holidays, I moved to be closer to that dude. It's always a terrible idea to move, 
be with somebody (laughs) and it didn't end up working out and we're not in each other's lives anymore. But um, I still don't regret it. Um, I just kind of felt like I had so many experiences in Austin. I learned so much. I met so many people. Um, I kind of just wanted a new direction in my life. Um, Let's see where my life is going to lead me. And because I moved to San Diego, I started working in the music industry and I'm still there. How many years later? Seven at this point. And it's the longest job I've ever had in my life. So that is the silver lining that I always attribute to moving to San Diego. Not for a dude, for the career that I'm still in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I strongly believe that everything happens for a reason. So you went, you had your sponsor trip to Austin and went there for a reason. And then you came back to San Diego, back west for a Mm -hmm. reason. So it all works out. And you know what? Still got a lot of life left in me. So stay tuned. Yeah. Yes. You know, something's going to happen one day from, you know, House of Blues or meet some like band member and your future will, will oh, take yeah, off from really there. From all over. So <laughs> could be taken anywhere. Hopefully yes. out of California. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe Australia oh, or something. Yes. Let's manifest that while Mercury is in Gatorade and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's all the time we have this week. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on and talking about Austin with me and sharing all of your amazing experiences and stories. I think it was truly entertaining and enlightening about the city. So thanks again. Let's visit sometime. Woo-woo. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. Good night, girl. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBerardine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeyswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.